Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Memorial Day. Today is the last day of May. It's the 31st of May. It's a Monday morning. And out of all the days, it's cloudy. <laughs> it's cloudy at the beaches. And I just hope nobody freezes today. It was, there's been such a cold wind the past two or three days. And tomorrow, it's supposed to be completely sunny. So here we go. But today's topic, you know, you would think there's so much that goes on in our world and in memory of all the people who have given their time, their service, their lives. You know, everybody comes here with a job. We all kind of feel this inclination to do something. But the stuff that we want to do is different in all of us. Whatever gifts we have, we know what they are. We think we don't. We're like, you know, standing there searching. But in truth, it's whatever it is you make a decision to give your time to. That's your gift. Whatever it is you like to do, even if it's to stay home and cook and people come over and share and eat with you and then go out into the world and do what their gift is, we're like the wheel, and we're all parts of that wheel. We, we can only keep it turning together. No one can do it by themselves. And yet, for whatever reason, we all try to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on my own. I'll show them. Oh, now they'll think I'm smart. Now they'll think I'm great. And then nothing ever gets done because trying to do anything without the energy exchange of other people doesn't feel like much. It just feels like a show. Here, look look what I, I did by myself and, and purposefully didn't include others. And it's not that, you know, there's things that are individualistic, like writing or painting or writing songs or singing or all of those things, but we need the support, the love, the care, so that we feel enough love in us 
to reach out, to be around people, because there's something about God and people that is fully connected. We were not meant to be here alone. And if we were, each one of us would know everything. And anyone who ever tells you they know everything, run, because you're, you're not even going to know what to do with that over time. There's no learning. But there's something about God's time that we start to understand as we interact with people. Many times I've heard people come to me and say, why is this person in my life? And I always answer, you you haven't outgrown them yet. If you feel you want to run and you're not running, there's something for you to learn there and something for them to learn there And until it's done, neither of you is going anywhere, time. And we don't want it to. We want it out now. And then whatever it is we want, we want yesterday. And we really do. I can't wait five years for that. I can't wait four years for that. But you don't even have to have a time on it. But we still mentally do that. And then we walk away from stuff that we want to do, and then we wonder why we're lost and we're looking for what we're supposed to do. But really what we're thinking is, what are we supposed to do as fast as I can do it and get it over with so I can go on with life, when really that is your life. It's such a weird circle, right, when you hear it? Even when I'm saying it, I feel like, yep, fell in that trap, yep, fell in that trap, okay, went to that trap, and then wondered why I felt unfinished, why I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then something happens, like you slip and you fall and you you sprain your ankle or you break your ankle or someone around you needs your help and it segues and you go, wow, I don't know why I keep, you know, going off into this area and then going off into that area. And that's actually where you needed to go off. Sometimes we get these distractions, what we think are distractions, to slow us down, catch us up to ourselves, and then get us going again. Because in God's time, because there's a plan, you made a plan. You came here to do something. You didn't just come down here to have an easy time. It's not easy to be down here. And it doesn't mean it's so hard, it's unbearable. There's the balance between the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? But we came down here, or are down here. I always say down, even though when I saw Christ, it was like our worlds were um, right next to each other, just separated by energy. But the habit of saying that is so big. But we are here. We are here to only grow our souls with and through each other. It builds our faith in life, which eventually builds our faith in ourselves, which takes us to faith 
you know, there's got to be a bigger picture here. And we start to recognize that there is something bigger than us. And we called it God. And God's religion is love. Love for all people. Love for the world and all the life in this world. And it's a big world. But sometimes when we get away from those thoughts of knowing there's bigger, of knowing that that bigger is love, we feel lost. We don't know why. We, we, it's like that missing piece, but it's so invisible and sounds so easy and sometimes sounds too easy, like, oh, you just do that. I, I remember somebody, when I told them I saw Christ, they thought I was like, not not crazy, but that so sensitive and so um, kind of silly. Do you believe in that? And I'm like, well, I actually saw Christ. So I, I know it now. I, I didn't, like before I believed it, but I was still chasing my tail and I was anxious and I was stressed. Not that I, it didn't happen to me after I, I believed it. It just was I understood that I was feeling that because I was far away. Far away from feeling that love. So I created a way to try to get it, which was so convoluted and complicated that I couldn't even explain it to myself. And then I felt lost. It's kind of interesting. When I first saw Christ and people knew it, started telling people in the beginning, some of the first questions I had, and the one that I had over and over again is, what's my purpose? That was my question, too. And I thought, isn't that silly? We're the ones who are in our bodies. We're running around, and we don't know what our purpose is, but look at how much we're doing. Look at everything we're doing. That must be our purpose. But I learned to understand what was a distraction versus what was an attraction. And I realized I had a lot of distraction in my life. But I really wasn't that attracted to most of it. I had my job because I needed the money. And I thought, well, everybody needs money, but what, can we at least enjoy it along the way? Can we make enough to take care of ourselves? Why is it set up that we can't do that? All these questions in my mind that I never talked about to anybody, but yet were the biggest things in my life. So how does in God's time or understanding what that means help? Well, knowing just knowing that there must be a purpose behind my day, just thinking that alone steers your day in a different way because faith can see beyond the borders and limits and boundaries because faith doesn't say anything other than 
there is a greater world and I can find it and I can be in it and I can be part of it. So how do we find it? And I know this is going to be, especially for the regular listeners, something we've heard before. But we are ready for this layer of its truth. It's not when we obey God. We already know that God is going to love us no matter what we do. Because God understands. He knows our insecurities. He knows our strengths. He knows how we've learned to balance the two or use them. He knows our fragilities. He knows our vulnerabilities. There's nothing hidden. That's why I always say talk to God, because when you actually talk to you don't hide. There's no way you can talk to God and try to embellish or explain away, because as you're doing it, you hear yourself and you're like, holy cow, I'm rationalizing my behavior. The closer you feel to God, the simpler you get, the simpler you become. The more calm we all get. And the further away we are from God, that step back, We start looking. We don't know what we're looking for. Something to wake us up. Something to get us going. I know people who've gotten illnesses who said this was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh my gosh. How did I live my life before? I know people who went to visit people who were ill. And they thought they're going to help and visit them. And they left with this gift of appreciation for life and for human depth. So what is it that we do that is the biggest game changer in every one of our lives? What increases our faith in ourselves and in each other and then back in ourselves again? It's obeying truth, love, and purity. Those three things are the unwritten laws of each and every one of our souls. When we tell a lie, when we tell a lie, I don't care how big or small the lie is, naturally in our minds we think that one day we're going to correct that lie. We naturally have to think that because if we don't, we start to assume everybody lies. Because if I lied and you believed me, I would lose faith. That faith that we increase by working together and trusting each other, I lose faith in people. Because I think, wow, they bought my lie. How did they not know? Where's their antenna? And then the whole time I'm with them, I feel bad for lying to them. And at the same time, I feel bad that they believed me. 
Because now I think people aren't that smart, right? Wow, they'll believe anything. Let me throw this out there. Let me throw that out there. And then in some cases, we become a monster version of ourselves because the lies become our truth. So we're obeying truth that isn't true. If you watch and study people who've crossed the line into criminal activity, they were able to do it. And you see their mugshots, mugshot after mugshot after mugshot. You start to see a look in their eyes. It's like void of any kind of emotion. It's not even bad emotion or good emotion. It's just void. Because that's their body. But when the lying gets so big, the person is so far away that it takes a few years in prison for them to come out and say, oh my God, I believe in God now. How many times have we heard that? How many times has the only book people read in prisons the Bible. Because honestly, it's it's one of the only ones they get. And there's missionaries that go, and I don't care what religion anybody follows. God is love. And it may be the very first time that they actually read that love. And because they were so far away, they were able to come back through love. So their faith increased, and now they're thinking, I don't need to lie to anybody anymore. Hey, I'm, I'm starting to love myself. That, that's allowing me to think about loving others. Not hurting, not stealing, not cheating. Now, I don't want to do that anymore. If they if they let them out too soon, at times there isn't time to get there. So there's a repetition, right? Or they get used to being in there and having that quiet and being alone. And they needed that. So they come out, they do something, and they go. they end up back. And that purity, that innocence, we touch back on our innocence. Now if they were to take a picture of that same soul... And you look in their eyes, you see a whole different scenario, a whole different human, a whole different set of circumstances. And that, I know it sounds so crazy, is the extreme of not obeying the laws of truth. The real laws aren't the ones on the books that keep changing. Those are to try to keep us In a workable society, we need laws. But it's because these laws can get broken and there's no accountability for it. We have to prove that you didn't tell the truth. We have to prove that you lack compassion for the human race. We have to prove that you are not innocent. And they always say juries rarely get it wrong because there's 12 souls looking at this one soul and deciding whether or not the capability and the culpability were there. 
But if you take that to a different version, to our everyday lives, we do that all day in our heads. Is what I'm thinking true? Do I really not eat all day and I can't figure out why I'm gaining weight? Do I really exercise as much as I do? Did I really try my best when I learned how to fix that thing because it's not working? Was I really kind to my partner or my kids? Because when you can walk to your child or you can walk to your partner or you can say to yourself, hey, you know what? I really didn't give that the time I needed. You start to see how life flows. It's not about racing and finishing all day long. As much as it is, it's about starting and giving things the time they need. Because when you start to give yourself time and you start to sit and read the directions instead of just trying to build whatever it is, and you have that patience, you can breathe while you're doing it, you start to feel that flow. You start to feel how it feels to trust that you're not alone. They're natural feelings. They are there all the time. It's just that we run by them because they look too easy. It would be too easy to follow the directions. Oh, I would be silly. I'm not one of those people that gets things right. Oh, everything happens for everyone else, not for me. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they don't read the directions. They're so busy looking at what's missing in their lives and what everybody else has that they have no way to come up without a deficit. But that deficit keeps giving them a reason and an excuse to not do right by their souls. Well, I can't. I don't have time. Well, I can't. I always mess everything up. Well, I can't. And fill in the blank. There's always a reason. But the minute you sit still and you start telling yourself the truth, even if it's as simple as, hey, I really got good at avoiding myself, you've just opened the door to God's time. Because the minute you tell the truth to yourself, you start to see the truth around you. You no longer need the excuses. You actually need the truth. So your brain goes into a whole different place. And instead of pinging on every excuse that you need, it starts pinging on the truth that's around you and then you can't believe you say you start saying things like god i was just thinking this and now it's all over the place it's because your brain can see that reality instead of the reality that you needed to not see that and that's what's called growth you grew you see you understand Don't take it away from yourself. You're giving it to yourself. You're saying, hey, I'm ready to see life on life's terms instead of on what I needed 
so that I could avoid my life and then blame life for not having the life that I want. Now I see that I have to do this. Oh, well, what's this? I'll just tell myself the truth that I'm even avoiding it. And then your brain's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, we got to, like, nibble on this. Let's show you examples. And then when you see the examples and you gravitate towards them, you start feeling your heart beat faster and you start hearing your mind go faster and you start thinking bigger things. And all of a sudden, the excuses really do look like excuses. They look like plugs. I have a plug here and a plug here and a plug here, and we start unplugging. It's like when people unplug the computer, and they're they're not just taking stuff in all the time and making a decision on whether they like it or not. Now you're doing stuff, and the motion and the energy of doing things getting up and doing them, hours can go by and you're like, oh, my God, I've been gardening for like four or five hours. I didn't even feel the time. And then you go look at the garden and it looks clean and and the weeds are up and the actual things that are planted can be kind of showcased in their own way. We, we need the stimulation of truth. We need the stimulation of allowing ourselves to feel love. And we need to live in the most innocent part of us that we can find. Because without it, we are lost. And then God's time is put on hold, on pause, on mute. And words like, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep repeating myself? Become part of your internal language. Now with all the illnesses, passings of even just, let's say, the the past year, with COVID and with our families and with our loved ones, With all of that, that's all part of us learning to care for each other, no matter what the circumstances are. And then we've had some pretty gnarly, crazy situations. We've all been through it. No one has been non-effective, whether it's, it's in a social setting, in a political setting, in a city setting, in a country setting, in a work setting, in our home lives, every single part of our lives have been touched. And now that we're coming out of it and we look back, and in some countries they're still just in it up to their knees, we start to say things like, wow, God's really throwing a lot at us. Wow, there's a lot to learn here. There's an appreciation for life. And then there's some that don't care and they're still running that old rat race and they look like they're outdated human beings because they're, they can't even see that the world has changed and that people are thriving and want to get better. They just want to get back to doing their old silly tricks again. 
But what happened when we came out of it is we can see that so clearly now. In Origins of Truth, it says things will be black and white. And now you can see just by how someone talks, just by a decision they've made, you know if it's someone that's part of your tribe or not, whether you want to or not. We have been sharpened to feel that flow or not. The ones who aren't telling the truth took it to a whole new level. And the ones who are took it to a whole new level. We've become less apologetic and more action because we feel that flow. We feel that there even is a flow. And we're seeing the extremes of the pendulum now. Because our lessons now are greater than they've ever been. We are increasing in faith of each other because we have seen what we can do. And we're allowing for the patients now to read the directions before we just kick into jump start and start running. Because we have been reading the directions for over a year now. You guys have a happy Memorial Day. Thank you to all our veterans. I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great holiday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.